Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, February 5th, 2024. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, we are getting ready to start this new week, but depending on when you're listening this yesterday or tonight, over at the Ethel Barrymore Theater, the final performance of Harmony happened on Broadway. We're going to talk about that here in just a, a little bit more briefly, but... On Friday, I got to speak to one of the stars of that show, Julie Banco. So I will have that interview coming up in the podcast feeds in the next couple of days. It'll appear first in Patreon and then the regular feed after that. So if you want to hear my conversation with Julie about all things Harmony, but also she has an upcoming Mardi Gras themed concert at Birdland, which will be happening next Monday, this coming Monday, the the 12th of February. So we talk all about that New Orleans, kind of her sensibilities of, of putting together this concert, working with her husband, all those things. She was fantastic. So head over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio, Broadway Radio.com slash Patreon to hear all about that. Now, Grace, the big news coming out of last Friday is the fact that a pair of Sarahs, although they do spell their names differently, are working on a pretty exciting musical adaptation that undoubtedly will be aiming for Broadway at some point. The first Sarah is the composer, Sarah Bareilles. Of course, she has a three-time Tony nominee. I did not realize she was a three-time Tony nominee, Grace. I saw that in a press release, and I was like, three times? Waitress and Into the Woods? Do you... You know, of course, what the third one was, because I completely forgot, right? No. SpongeBob. She was nominated as one of the composers for the SpongeBob oh musical. I know. She's I so compl- cool. I completely forgot. But Sarah Bareilles is working with Pulitzer Prize finalist playwright Sarah Rule on a musical adaptation of the 2013 best-selling novel, The Interestings. That is really all of the details that we have about this adaptation right now. But the book is by Meg Woolitzer, the novel, the original novel, and it centers on six teenagers who meet at summer camp in the 1970s and form a lifelong bond over dreams of leading creative, inspiring life. Decades later, all six are living in New York City, navigating their professional and personal lives as they grow together and apart. Grace, are you are you uh, familiar with this book at all? Because I've never I've never heard of it. No, um, but I'm really, really interested. I think it, it reminds me of Now and Then, but not really. Do you know yeah. Do you know the 90s yeah. film that I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Rosie O'Donnell was in it, and uh, it was like yeah. Christina Ricci and younger, mm-hmm. younger kids, and then the older versions. Also, not dissimilar from Yellow Jackets, although hopefully there is no yeah. plane crashes and, you know, cannibalism mm. or anything in, in this one. But anyway, yeah, you're right. So we don't know a a ton about this, but again, as we always say, like the fact that this is being announced in press release form seems to mean that they are at least somewhat through the work on this and ready to do some sort of presentation. In press notes, Sarah Barella said like she started writing the first song before she'd even finished the book. Like she'd already knew like she had to like write something about this story. So Always exciting when, A, we have a Sarah Rule show coming down the pike, and then even more exciting, a new Sarah Bareilles musical is is awesome. So very excited about this. Have no idea what this is going to look like or sound like, but with these two at the helm, I think it will be uh, certainly one to keep an eye and ear out for. All right, let's look into things that we know a little bit more in terms of details about, and that's what's coming up in this week's theatrical schedule. I had mentioned that Harmony did close on Broadway on Sunday. 
it wrapped up its run at the Ethel Moore Theater. I, again, I spoke with Julie Binko about kind of the bittersweet feelings uh, about that show wrapping up. But it was not the only show that closed on Broadway on Sunday. The other was Pearly Victorious, a non-Confederate romp through the Cotton Patch. This, of course, was an extended uh, limited engagement run directed by Kenny Leon and starring a whole host of really talented folks, but most notably Leslie Odom Jr. and Carrie Young. It was the first Broadway revival of the Ossie Davis play. And Grace, you know, we, we've talked a lot about revivals this season, revivals of plays because of the kind of the what's going on with appropriate. And is it going to be a new play? Is it going to be a revival? I'm a little concerned that Pearly Victorious might be forgotten because it's going to be the only one not running during the Tony campaign season because this show was just so damn good. And I, I would hate for it to like get swept you know, under the rug and people forget about it because of just the timing of its closing. Um, to that, I say absolutely not. Like it is a perfect piece of theater. Like it is a perfect revival. It is so incredibly well cast. It's well directed. It's well set. You could tell everybody is firing on all cylinders in support. Like every, every cast member you could tell was, was performing alongside. I, I don't know. I've just seen a lot of plays recently where I feel like people are running their own race and they're forgetting that they have scene partners. And this one, I felt like such beautiful synergy. I think that Carrie Young will continue to be like the budding household name that she deserves to be. She's incredible. And I thought this was excellent. And I think that the more people rallied around it, it caused that extension to happen because I didn't know. I didn't know the livelihood of of the piece when it started. Like we had no idea, right? Because audiences had to take some time to like realize that Leslie Odom Jr. is more than just a beautiful singing voice. Like he, mm-hmm. um, you know, they 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 all remember him from Hamilton, but also like he is a great actor. And I think that this piece just showcased everybody in such an amazing way. And Ossie Davis's writing and and even like calling back to Ruby Dee's original performance. Like I think that everything about it was beautiful. And um, yeah, I'm hoping that people that is not lost on anyone's mind. And I will continue to remind them how good this this was. (laughs) And I think it's been so cool to see Ozzie Davis and Ruby Dee's family support the show and like come. And I think they've even done some talkbacks and they are posting about it. So I I think that is very cool. And it shows how important this revival is, you know, to not only the hit the legacy of those two incredible artists who have since passed, but also just like the fact that like, for years, we've mm-hmm. ignored the contributions of a lot of black playwrights on Broadway, and we've you know seen a little bit of a correction of that over the last few years. And hopefully this is just a another one in a long line of bringing back some shows that have not gotten the the credit that they deserve because of many systemic issues over the 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 history of Broadway. But I love this show and will continue to root for it throughout the award season. All right, let's get into things that are happening this coming week. And the first one, Grace, on Tuesday night over at MCC, the new musical, The Connector, officially opens. This, of course, features a score by Jason Robert Brown and a book by Jonathan Mark Sherman. Daisy Prince directs, and it has a phenomenal cast, including Scott Bakula, Max Crum, Hannah Cruz, Jessica Malosky, Fergie Philippe, Ben Levi Ross, and more. The show is currently scheduled to run through March 3rd. It has already been extended. The 
the word on the street about this one, Grace, is very, very good. You and I are going to go see it in, I guess, a week from Tuesday. And I'm pumped. Like, I, uh, we've had some friends. Uh, Kate Ranking, I know, has said, who's been a guest here on Broadway Radio, has said on social media that they think it's it's JRB's best score since Parade. And they got some pushback on that. People were, were arguing, but... Kate kind of stuck to their guns and said, yeah, this is the best JRB score as far as they're concerned in decades. So I am giddy to go see this at MCC in a couple or in a, in a week now. Everyone is posting their playbill picks. And I just have to say, chill out. We're not seeing it for another week. OK, <laughs> I'm really jealous. Yeah, don't rub it in. Don't rub it in. Uh, also happening on Tuesday off Broadway from the Manhattan Theater Club over at City Center is the first performance of the world premiere of John Patrick Shanley's new play, Brooklyn Laundry. This one is currently scheduled to run through March 31st. And again, it is a world premiere play that J John Patrick Shanley not only wrote, but also directs. It is about three sisters and a guy who runs a laundry in Brooklyn and the sometimes savage tricks life plays on them. Tragic and funny by turn. This story will remind you what is important in life and the sorrow and joy of fully embracing adulthood. The cast is just four folks playing. The sisters are Florencio Lozano, who I watched and loved growing up on One Life to Live, Cecily Strong and recent Broadway radio guest Andrea Siglowski, as well as David Zayas, who we all loved from Cost of Living. So that looks like a great group of artists and I'm really hoping to be able to see that before it closes uh, on one of my subsequent trips. Also having its first preview on Tuesday, this one's happening at the Signature Theater, but it's actually a new group production. This is a new play by Jordan Seavey and directed by Scott Elliott called The Seven Year Disappear. This is a two-hander featuring Taylor Trench and Cynthia Nixon. Taylor plays Naftali, and his mother, played by Cynthia Nixon, is a world-famous performance artist who just disappeared all of a sudden out of nowhere seven years ago. But when his mother returns with few answers and a staggering request, he is forced to confront what he spent years trying to forget. This show is currently scheduled to run through March 24th. Would not be surprised given the star power of this one if this extends. But I, I have not heard much about this one. You would think with a show starring Cynthia Nixon, that this would be a little bit more on the tip of people's tongue, Grace. I have not heard much about it. Have you heard more about it than I have? No. And what's interesting is that I watched a video, it came up on my feed, of her walking into Signature being like first day of rehearsal. And I said, for what? <laughs> like, I literally was like, uh -huh. what? what is she doing? And then come to find out it's this. So congrats to them. Um, wish I had, I, I, I guess there was more um, buzz, but maybe maybe it's just now um, starting to happen because a lot of times in a star studded piece of theater, especially in the spring, you never know if someone's going to have to drop. So they might have intentionally not been talking about this, seeing as though like maybe, you know, and just like that was was resuming filming things, you know, so um, who knows. But uh, I'm excited for it. I, I would love to see it. But yeah, I agree with you. I was like, wait a second, what? And just like that has been renewed for another season, but, it, you know, because of all of the, the holds and pauses, because of both the SAG and writer strike, they might have had to, like, you know, play a little uh, fast and loose with scheduling. So that definitely makes sense. Moving to Wednesday, Grace, will be the first off-Broadway performance of the new musical A Sign of the Times. This one is interesting because when the show begins performances at New World Stages this week, it'll be 
a production from the York Theater Company. And then after that initial run that had already been scheduled ends, it will transition into a commercial run. Now, this is a show we've talked about for years because it actually had an out-of-town tryout, but it's set in 1965 and Vietnam was only part of the news. It was an era of black power, equal rights, and social wrongs. Journey back to America's most turbulent decade as a young woman tries to make her way in New York City. This show features incredible songs, mostly by women's groups and singers from that era and has a great cast led by Chalina Kennedy, Ryan Silverman, Crystal Lucas Perry, Justin Matthew Sargent, Akron Lanier Watson, and others. Uh, I have, an, I have uh, tickets to see this one when I'm in town later this month, so very much looking forward to that. Another show that I have tickets to see that I am uh, just absolutely giddy to see will be actually officially open on Thursday, Grace. And I don't remember if you and I talked about this. You might have been the one that told me, like, I have to go see this. And it is Oh Mary off-Broadway at the Lucille Lortel Theater. Did you tell me I have to go see this or did someone else tell me? I don't remember. Did we talk about this? I haven't shut up about it, so okay. it's probably me. I'm dying to see it. They are doing very well, so I don't know if that'll happen, but everyone I know has, and, and this is a quote from a comedian friend of mine. Are you ready? He said, funniest show I have ever seen in my whole life. This is a straight white man wow. said this about this very queer show. <laughs> so... There it is. This is a new play by Cole Escola, who is a comedian, actor, writer. And in this play, Cole plays Mary Todd Lincoln in the weeks leading up to Abraham Lincoln's assassination. Also in the cast is Conrad Ricamora playing Mary's husband. They don't name him. It's not Abe. It's not Abraham. It's not the 16th president. It's just Mary's husband. Also in the cast is James Scully playing Mary's teacher, Bianca Lee as Mary's chaperone, and Tony Mocked as Mary's husband's assistant. There's a couple other folks in there, Hannah Salau and Peter Smith. So uh, it's directed by Sam Pinkleton. It is currently scheduled to run through March 24th. Who knows? Like you said, Grace, it is selling very well. So perhaps this one gets an extension, but I have heard nothing but great things about it. So we'll have information in the show notes. Then also on Thursday, the first preview performance of the Fiasco Theater Company's Pericles will happen at the Classic Stage Company, obviously a collaboration between CSC and Fiasco. This one is currently scheduled to run through March 24th and has a lot of the normal Fiasco Theater groups, actors. Moving to Sunday, we do have another Broadway closing happening. This one over at the Velasco Theater. That is How to Dance in Ohio, which will officially close. If you want to see that one, head over before the end of the week. Grace also happening on Sunday is an off-Broadway opening. And this is the one-person adaptation of Shakespeare's Hamlet, another Shakespeare adaptation, performed by Eddie Izzard. It is currently scheduled to run at the Greenwich House Theater through March 10th. It has recently gotten an extension. So, Grace, you're going to go see this production this week. And you've already talked about how much you love Susie and everything that they do. But I think this one is going to be another hot ticket. Izzard is back in New York doing a one-person show for the second time in as many years. And if this just becomes an annual tradition, I don't think I will be mad about that. And I think her brother is responsible for the writing and whatnot. Yes. So it seems like a really... Yeah, I think it's like a really cool project that they get to kind of like helm and collaborate on, especially, you know, having done Great Expectations in Hamlet. 
I wonder if there's like another, I would love to see her Midsummer. Um, I would love to see just oh. like, honestly, any, any adaptations that they want to work on for sure. But this is going to be really special. And um, I'm, I'm definitely taking um, her biggest fan of all time that has several of their <laughs> comedy shows fully memorized. So this is going to be really fun. Good to know. All right, Grace, let's take a break from the news real quick and talk about our sponsor for this week, Factor. Look, Factor was a sponsor earlier this year, and to pull the curtain back a little bit, they sent us some trials, so we got to see what their thing was all about. I have, no joke, continued to get Factor meals because they are fantastic and they are delicious. I will be getting mine today on Monday. They come every Monday. You can choose from 35 different meal options every single week, including keto, calorie smart, protein plus, vegan and veggie options. And then you actually pick the individual meals that you want. This week, I have sun-dried tomato chicken, herb-crusted chicken, pork tenderloin and cheesy cabbage, grilled pork chop and smoked cheddar cauliflower grits, and Italian herb chicken. They are a great way to just kind of make sure, one, that you are getting chef-prepared, dietitian approved meals, but also it's easy and quick and you don't have to spend a ton of time trying to make something fancy because they just come to you in a box and they are honestly tremendous. Yeah, that's the thing is like, I have such a crazy schedule and the fact that these are two minute meals, it's like really, really fast fuel. Like that's the thing, people forget that food is meant to fuel you. And so often we get so busy that we kind of like load ourselves with not energy packed stuff. And so these meals actually have protein. They actually have the things that you need to keep your body going, especially for somebody on the go or for you seeing a million shows like me. This is absolutely the easiest, fastest, most delicious fix. And in full transparency, like Matt said, Factor meals are so freaking delicious. I shared them with my partner and immediately they were like, can we make this an everyday thing? Um, also, the little uh, wellness shots are incredibly helpful to just like toss in your bag if you need just like an extra little energy boost or you're feeling a little down or anything, honestly, that would provide you just that little kick. It's, it's excellent. Um, and you can sign up and save. Like we have done the math. Famously, I am not a math girly, but Factor is less expensive than any takeout. And every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash Broadway 50 and use code Broadway 50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. That's code Broadway 50 at factormeals.com slash Broadway 50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. All right, Grace, uh, I want to run through an announcement that came last week from the Out of Box Theatrics Theater Company about its off-Broadway 2024-2025 season. They had this big launch event. The founder of the company, Liz Fleming, has been a guest here on Broadway Radio before, but they announced their entire season, and that includes three main stage shows. The first one is going to be a world premiere of a show called Inspired by True Events. It is by actor, writer, and filmmaker Ryan Spahn, and it was developed by Michael Yuri and directed by Michael Hurwitz. It is a play that takes place in the green room of a community theater in Rochester, where the company is getting ready to play to a full house after opening night rave reviews, but their star actor shows up in a dangerously unhinged state, so they have to improvise both on and off stage. Performances for that one will begin on July 10th. 
The second show in their main stage production is a revival of Michael John Lacuse's See What I Want to See, directed by Emilio Ramos, and it will feature an entire cast of AAPI performers. It is based on three Japanese short stories. It will also include Japanese puppetry and translations. Previews will begin September 3rd. And Grace, I noticed for this event, your friend Marina Kondo, who is currently on tour with Company, she flew in to be a part of this mm-hmm. opening night thing. So if I'm just putting two and two together, I feel like she may be involved with this one because she is incredible. So hearing her sing a Michael John Lacusa score would be very, very cool. She also just, I just want to shout out, she just went on for Bobby I know. in the tour. Um, there was this whole post about it and it literally brought tears to our eyes. So if you are so fortunate to see company on tour right now um, and you get to see Marina Kondo, especially regardless of if she's, you know, in her normal principal track or not, it's really, really cool. But both of these shows, I just want to shout out, I want to see both. These both sound fantastic. I really like what Out of Box is doing. So I both both productions I am floored and excited about. Yeah, their third main stage show will be the New York premiere of Call Me Abigail, which is by Shelley Pentmull Bookler, and it'll begin performances on January 20th. It is the comedic drama about a father and daughter conflict based in politics and the adult entertainment industry. They will also have two readings next year. The first is Trash by James Caverly and Andrew Morrill. And the second is a new musical called Starstruck that features music and lyrics by Emily Sailors of the Indigo Girls and a book by Mary Ann Stratton and Beth Malone. So that will be very, very cool. Beth Malone, also former Broadway radio guest, by the way. So uh, if you want more information about all of that, you can check it out in the show notes. And finally, Grace, our feel-good recommendation is the thing that has been making everybody happy and giddy and excited on social media over the past few days. Uh, And this is the new promo for Death Becomes Her in Chicago. I don't think they were in the same room when they filmed this, but Megan Hilty and Jennifer Samard cut an absolutely incredible promo where they were passive aggressively needling each other, not as their characters, but actually as Megan Hilty and Jennifer Samard with kind of their character energy. And it contained some of the most unhinged laughter I have ever heard in my life. This was perfect. It was incredible. This, of course, will begin performances at Chicago's Cadillac Palace Theater on April 30th, and will undoubtedly be aiming to come to Broadway after that. But if this show is anything like this promo, sign me the heck up, Grace. I don't, I, I, here's the thing. The show's good. So they can do any random promo they want. I am signed up for that show. I cannot wait to see it. It's so good. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me on Instagram at BWW. Matt, Grace, where can people find you? You can find me at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Monday, a wonderful week, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>